Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8 and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is... Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers was the pack-in game for the Nintendo Entertainment System. It had a limited release in 1985 for the holiday season. Uh, It was again released in February of 1986, and then had a full release in the August-September zone. It was uh, released as a standalone game in Japan on September of 1985. For those chumps. (laughs) Super Mario Brothers was a sequel to the 1983 arcade game Mario Brothers. Go figure. What are the odds? Uh, did you ever play that arcade game? Uh, not till after I played Super Mario Brothers, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah, same here, which made it a big disappointment. Yeah, I mean, it's okay, but it's of its time, you know. Uh, it's a good bonus game. Yeah, yeah. The game was designed by the famed Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, he's a uh, legendary. Also it developed uh, Zelda, Donkey Kong, Star Fox, F-Zero, Pikmin... You name it. He's a hit machine, man. He is. Uh, also involved was uh, Takeshi Tezuka. He also was involved in most of those games I mentioned before. That's all R&D 2, right? I think so, yeah. 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 The music was, of course, done by Koji Kondo. Yeah, he's also a hit machine. But... Those three are definitely in the Mount Rushmore of Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, for certain. This game was developed by a team of seven programmers and artists. When it was sold in Japan, it was an overnight sensation. Yeah. This game was so huge that the number one selling book in Japan that year was a Mario tip guide. <laughs> and it was the best-selling game of all time. It, yeah. <laughs> until Wii Sports. That's true. Although, have you checked that recent? Last time I had checked, they had Tetris because of mobile phones. Now it's like 90 million. You know what I mean? Oh, Cross yeah. consular. I don't know. Like depending on how, if it's only consoles at home, I think, yeah. It's well, in still my heart, sports, it's but. still number one. <laughs> Nick, this game, the style of this game is side-scrolling action. Yes, left to right, platforming. I mean, this is the definitive side-scroller. Yeah, it really, uh, I mean, that's what was so revolutionary about it was there weren't many games that, you know what, Moon Patrol, Pitfall maybe, that scrolled actually yeah. from screen to screen? Like, Well, and on the Nintendo, this game set the standard for years in terms of what you expect of a side-scrolling game. So uh, you are Mario or Luigi, if you're player two in this game, and like we said, you run to the right. You can't back up any, you know, the screen scrolls and you're stuck. You can move to the left, but you can't scroll the screen. So there's a little wiggle room there, but uh, it's mostly, you know, run and gun. Well, not gun, but run to the right. Run and jump, because you're actually jumping on the enemies uh, to kill them. Uh, also in this game, it's uh, where you first get the mushroom. Yeah, first, yeah. And the mushrooms uh, are, there's two of them, one grows you which is an odd concept yeah very i mean as a little kid you know you'll just swallow that whatever a mushroom makes you grow big that's fine you know i've I've seen gummy bear i guess maybe not at this time but you know like i was thinking more uh alice in wonderland but you know gummy bears okay yeah there's all kinds of weird stuff and it's easy to swallow that pill when you're a kid but when you think about it in retrospect it is uh, it's whatever i guess it's a weird choice but i'll take it 
So yeah, you eat a mushroom and you go from small to large, Mario, and that's uh, essentially more health. It's an extra hit. Yeah, well, and you can break blocks. Yes. But that's about it. And then there's another mushroom, which is the one-up. Yeah, the green dotted one. Yeah, the original mushroom is red, we should say. Yeah, yeah, we should. In the original Mario Brothers, Mario is only small. He never gets big. Right, right. Yeah, actually, getting large is considered Super Mario. That's your, the name of your form, I guess. But uh, if Gotcha. You, yeah, that's in the, the manual, but we'll get there. Wow, I, I didn't even realize that till just now. I feel very foolish. <laughs> so in addition to the mushroom you can also get a flower which is the fire flower yeah yeah it's the the peak of your of your destructive power (laughs) it allows you to throw fireballs yeah yeah uh, which are your only real it's your only way to kill certain enemies like spinies and you know it makes the game a lot yeah it's a lot easier absolutely yeah and these fireballs uh bounce and roll across any of the terrain on the screen yeah, and it's kind of fun because you can get weird angles if you're standing like right behind a certain height of blocks or things, and it'll just shoot out. It's kind of yeah. Neat. The bounce of the fireball was something unique to this game uh, that I always did love. Finally, I think the other main item you get is the star. Yeah, yeah, to become invincible. Yes, invincible. Does the music change in this one? Yeah, yeah, it has yeah, the. So, oh yeah. yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, never mind. And how can you not start charging right away? You know, it's like, true. It's, it's true. so hard not to. And I feel like they. Well, we can talk about that later, but it's, they trick you. Now, all three of those or four of those uh, items come from block. Uh, the terrain, a lot of terrain in this game is are is made of uh, bricks, blocks, mm-hmm. and you can break some of them when you're big. Yeah. Uh, and then some are question blocks, and those usually give you an item or coins. Oh, yeah, coins, which, you know, every hundred is a, is a one-up. And, and it must be said that unlike most other, you know, especially on the NES uh, Mario games, they don't throw one-ups at you like they used to, or will. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they don't throw them at you like they will in the future. You want to get all the coins you can. Now, there are many hidden blocks throughout all the stages, and uh, also secret areas. Yeah, yeah. You can get you can expose vines which lead up to the the coin heaven. That's what we always called it. But uh, coin heaven. Uh, I always called it a bonus area, but I prefer coin heaven. I, <laughs> you're on clouds, right? Right. And at the end of each stage is usually some form of steps and a flagpole. If you can get to the tip top of the flagpole and get the flag, you will get five thousand points. And then um, each world ends with a dungeon stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, lots of fire. Yeah, fire chains. Chains of fire. And at the end of every one of those is uh, a Bowser. Yeah, well, it's, I don't know, it doesn't mention this in any of the the story, but, you know, if you kill them with fireballs, it's revealed, you know, they die and turn into a, like, gray version of some enemy that it's like a disguise. That's how I always interpreted it. So a boss that is not really Bowser, disguise Bowser, you get a key, you try to find a princess. Well, it's actually a battle axe, my friend. On the thing. Doesn't that, are you telling me that's not a battle axe? That's a battle axe. Yeah, I mean... I'm, or, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I always thought it was a key. Really? I always thought it was an axe. I thought you but... turn the key and that's what uh, makes the, maybe. the I drawbridge don't know. go away. I always I always felt kind of robbed that I was like, hey, there's an axe right there, man. Pick it up. Let's do this. But uh, maybe that makes a little more <laughs> sense, I guess. Uh, and then uh, there's a time limit on each stage. So if you can get to that end before the time limit's up, you beat the stage and you continue on. Yeah, yeah. It's bonus points, too, for the more time you have left. So, Oh, excellent. For what that's worth. 
All right, so uh, taking a look at the instruction manual, it's uh, well, we'll start with the story, which is for me the most interesting part. It's a pretty bare bones instruction manual for the, the rest, but you know, more or less, it's uh, uh, Bowser and or King Koopa and, and the Koopa tribe, you know, take over the mushroom world, but they have turned the mushroom people into mere stones, bricks, and even field horsehair plants. Now, this is. In the story that's in the instruction booklet? Yes, sir. So that's interesting for two reasons, because I'm like, really? The bricks are mushroom people that you are smashing? That seems really sad. It's morbid, right? But yeah. And then field horsehair plants. Uh, is that some weird like Japanese like insult? I'm, or? I, I don't know. I don't even know what that is. I, I don't, I'm assuming that's what the weird tree vegetation in the background is, but I, I just thought it was like th- that, <laughs> that they specifically pointed that out. So, uh, so I thought that was pretty funny, and... Uh, you know, the art's pretty, you got black and white, you actually have black and white screenshots and uh, hand-drawn pictures and more hand-drawn pixel art, which you also see in a lot of the early ones and stuff. So I think the the black and white uh, screenshots are more prevalent in the early uh, instruction booklets because to get those screenshots, you were actually photographing the screen on right, the television. Right. So it's a little easier to get the contrast correct in black and white than it would be in color. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a, I thought it was interesting. You know, they go through, you can see all the enemies and, you know, they're whatever, kind of fun. I thought it was interesting that the, the red Koopa Troopas, and I remember this from being a kid, is that it describes them as chicken because they're the ones that don't fall off the ledges, you know. When they come to the end of a platform, they'll turn back oh, around. Oh, yeah, they turn around. Really? Chicken? Because they don't fall to their death. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not expecting Kamikaze Koopa Troopas, but but yeah, there's not a whole lot else there. There's they have some uh, top secret area in the in the end that has a few hints towards uh you know the you know it's like there are several ways to get one ups and they tell you two and there's like a you know kind of alluding towards the the turtle shell trick I think but uh but not explicitly telling you about it no no as well as the fireworks they they kind of allude there's you know they tell you there's some pattern behind it but you know try and figure it out for yourself. So, Nick, what is your uh, personal history with this game? Well, it was, like many people, the first uh, NES game I got because, well, along with Duck Hunt, it was the pack-in. I got the action set for for my birthday, I believe, in 88. Now, was it the first Nintendo game you've ever played? Yeah, I had had actually played Mario at at my cousin's house before, you know, on the NES. When he got it. Yeah, which was, you know, a little before, but, uh, you know, I was blown away. I remember getting it for my birthday that year and... uh, you know, I didn't, it's not something I ever would have asked for. That's like, you know, I there were certain gifts as a kid where you're starting to get the idea of how much, you know, money's worth and, you know, like Castle Eternia or some of these giant plates. Okay, you know, I can't, I'm not getting that. And so I never even asked for it. And it, you know, I got it and uh, changed my life forever. Now, did you beat it when you were a kid? Uh, No, not really. Uh, because I, you know, as I got other games, you know, they kind of shifted my attention away. I would uh, try to warp through to level eight, but it wasn't until, I mean, I, I did beat it, but not at the beginning. You know, years later, I would come back and, you know, sometimes be like, we'll take a run at it. But uh, I don't think I, yeah, honestly beat it for several years after. What about you? Uh, I got this for my birthday, September 9th, 1986, which means I got it in that beginning of that third wave the large full nation mm-hmm. rollout. Um, I didn't even know what a Nintendo entertainment system was. <laughs> and uh, 
my dad noticed a puzzled look on my face as I was trying to read the box, and he yeah. said, well, it's a video game. <laughs> and that was pretty much all I needed to know. Um, right. So getting the original system, I only got the two controllers, the unit, the Nintendo Entertainment System, and Mario. I see. And I got no other games that day either. No Zapper? No, I actually went out later <laughs> and bought the Zapper separate and Duck Hunt separate. You poor fool. Well, luckily it was my dad's money and not mine. Well, so. <laughs> right. uh, but it does mean I got the gray Zapper. Uh, so yeah, I um, that was the only game I had for about a month. And uh, bet- between that, Duck Hunt, that's all I had till Christmas. So oh, yeah. I played the snot out of this game. And uh, like you, I didn't beat it in those first few months, but I did beat it eventually at some point in owning it. Maybe two or three times, but each time right those were big achievements. Oh yeah, it's not it is not um it's not a pushover, that's for certain. So what is your recent experience with this game, Nick? Uh well, uh I played through start to finish. You know, I uh I will say I use the uh the continue cheat as the game does not give you any continues. You start with three lives and that's it, and that that my friend is a tough uh cookie to i don't know <laughs> yeah i i was playing it for a couple days without remembering that <laughs> and i was really getting frustrated i was like how in the world do you get enough lives to carry you through these final levels yeah i had remembered the continue i didn't remember what it was but i remember i was like there's something you know i thought it might involve uh, the second controller but i checked it out online because you just press a when you hit start yeah. to continue so. um our good friend was over here uh bill and he reminded me of that, and I felt very foolish. So, But yeah. thanks to him, I was able to also use it. Yeah, and it should be said, the warp zones make it kind of, you know, you don't have a save or a password, so if you're, if you're, you know, ah, man, I got to level 7 last night, there is a way to warp there without, you know, playing, having to play through the whole game. So that makes it a little easier to come back to, but I took that baby down start to finish, and uh, it's not really super tough till you get to, to World 8. Yeah, for sure. Well, I played it about eight times or so. Um, at first, I was always using the warps. I was mm-hmm. just kind of like trying to get through the game, feel out at level eight a lot more. Um, then I did play once going through each level to okay. get a good feel for it, um, experimenting with them. But the good part is is that this game is burnt into my subconscious. <laughs> so I remembered so many more secrets than I even realized. Like Really? Well... I mean, it's not like I think every day about what are the secrets of Mario Brothers. Right, right. But as I was running through it, you know, boom, boom, hitting one-ups, all these great things, the secret yeah, warp. Some things. Like, uh, I, one thing I noticed that when after I beat it and I thought about it, I was like, I didn't find a single vine the entire time I went through. I And I remember thinking to myself beforehand. Oh, I like, found all the vines. I was like, oh, they're always, they're not too hard, you'll remember. But I, I just b- went right past them. This brings us to our general chat and possibly a level by level. I think it's fair to say that this game became a cultural touchstone uh, with the Mario Brothers, mainly Mario, being everywhere. Yeah, and I mean, it kind of set the standard for video games having a a character as their mascot, you know, which many other uh, companies, you know, uh, not only software but hardware developers, you know, like Sonic, you know, tried to come up with their answer to Mario, you know. Yeah, it was the first time a uh, video game system had such a strong mascot. 
Yeah, and and when was what ninety ninety one where they they took that poll where it was like Mario is more globally recognized than Mickey Mouse? Yeah, sometime around I, there. I, this game had so much more in it than many of the games I played before. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, not just the the platforming aspect of it, you know, and the scrolling, but you know, no, there's mean, a lot to explore. There you are know? eight worlds in this game, and each world has uh, four stages. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you get up, you know, that's 32 levels right there. Yeah, that is some good multiplication, Nick. I think that brings us to World 1-1. Yeah, yeah. That is considered by many to be the best first level in a video game. Yeah, understandably so. It's got, it does a good job of breaking, you know, easily easing you into the gameplay by slowly requiring you with slightly more and more consequences to deal, to learn your jump. Just to learn about the bricks, the power-ups. the Yeah, basically, 1-1 teaches you how to play Mario Brothers without ever giving you one on-screen prompt or a single word. Oh, yeah, uh, and which uh, it makes me long for the days of, of learning through doing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think uh, we'd see another level 1 as good as this until maybe Mega Man X, but... Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I haven't... Uh, man, I don't know. I've never really tried to compare, but... It's good. But it it really does take someone who has no knowledge of video games, and it teaches them, you want to move to the right. You see a thing. Why don't you hit it? Why don't you jump? And the way the beginning of the level is designed, it's really hard to screw up. Yeah. You almost always have to get that mushroom if it pops up on the screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean... And there's something psychological about it. The minute you see that thing moving, like it's getting away, you you want it, you know, even if you don't know what it does. Exactly. And then the three pipes after that are graduated in size, forcing you to understand the jump. Yeah, yeah. That long press. The more you press on the jump in this game, the higher you go. Yeah, you get get a nice uh, range of, of height there. And then the other thing I think we failed to mention, which is horrible on us, is that this game has a dash. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you hold down the other button. Yeah, the B button. You run faster, and your jump is then longer and higher. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, all these things are pretty much standards that, you know, every platformer kind of, you know, if it doesn't directly, uh, I don't want to say rip off, but if, it, you know, it doesn't just copy it straight up, you know, it's it's very, it's influenced or in a response to this as the default. And if you've played this game a lot, you're pretty much holding that button down the entire time you play. Yeah, I had to, that was something I had to unlearn as I was going through because I kept, you know, and I mean, one of the things about the difficulty curve in this game is it's not that bad, but throughout all of the levels, it's easy to to die at these simple, you know, things that you would consider, I've already I've already figured out this, you know, I, I know how to deal with uh, the jumping turtles. And then, you know, one pixel off and oh, it bites you. And I I remember the rage, man, the... The Nintendo Rage. Then you get to the end of that level, you get the flag, and then how do you make the fireworks? Oh, the, the, the fireworks is just your, it's your timer. Uh, if you have one, uh, what is it, one, three, or six, and the ones did, the final digit of your of your time remaining, then you get that many fireworks. That's a, that's a letdown. Yeah, it, they're worth 500 points apiece, though. So um, you can get extra points just by goofing at the end. Yeah. But do yeah. those points ever become anything? No, they top score, man. There's some weird there's even a trick that you can do um which I believe on any level, but if you hit the firework when your timer, if you time it just right so that it goes to zero when the level ends, instead of dying, the computer treats it as if you had 999 seconds remaining 
and gives you like 46,000 points or that's great for nothing but yeah. <laughs> if you want yeah i don't know well, i thought it, i didn't know that i that's a new discovery for me a lot of nintendo games had that high score holdover from the arcade days yeah yeah even it like mega man one was like, totally useless yeah completely superfluous to the gameplay for the most part other than high scoreboards i guess but you don't really have those on your home system so right well then you get into a world uh one two which is a nice change of pace might be my favorite level of mario drops mario you right mario. underground do, 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 do. Another great classic uh, song right there. E- instantly recognizable for many. And it fits perfectly. Like, it is the perfect sound and mood for being in, like, a cave. Yeah, yeah. You get the blue-shifted enemies down there. and uh, Indeed, everything's a little darker. And uh, that's also where you can find your first warp zone. Yeah, yeah. The two levels two, three, and four, so or worlds two, three, and four, I should say. Correct, yeah. If you uh, make your way out of there, you've got another fun level ahead of you. Then after that, you get to your first castle. Yeah, yeah. The at the end of each level by the flagpole, there's a small castle that I guess you're liberating, you know. But right. The when you get to uh, at the end of the third level, you'll see the giant one that you're going into, which is the you know in boss, uh, or in this case one four, you know where you fight the fake or real Bowser. And as we said, those levels feature a lot of fire, a lot of uh, fire fire chains. That's what I always a lot of fire chains that rotate, yeah, make the jumps a little difficult. A lot of platforms going over lava beds. Yeah, the uh, in the fireball jumping fireballs first appearance in mario i believe called potaboos which is a interesting name for i never i don't get the connection there but it might maybe it's some sort of japanese folk i yeah maybe or thing. maybe it's just uh gibberish could be and then you beat the fake bowser you think you're going to save the princess yeah yeah don't but get your hopes up no because uh as you know the princess is in another castle always well except for once, but, you know. Yeah, and those are what? The first toads, man. Uh, I guess those that's the what toads. mushroom people are supposed to... Those are retainers uh, to the princess, I yeah, suppose. The, 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 and it's later established that that's what the citizens of the mushroom kingdom look like. They're all those little toad people. Yeah, and uh, one thing I forgot to mention about the story earlier is that the reason you're rescuing the princess is she is the one... She has the magic power to restore everyone. So it wasn't like Bowser, he took over before this game. Right. And now it's like you have to fix it as opposed to he just stole the princess, you know. I don't know. I'm, so Don't go to Super Mario Brothers 1 for story, but there was actually gotcha. a, a little bit more. I was like, all right, you got a little something going on there. More than I, I expected. All right. Well, you get through there. We do World 2, um, and it's nothing spectacular no, it's, until I mean, oh. 2-2. Is that the water, first water level? That is your first water level. Yeah. Uh, you find all new enemies. Yeah, yeah, aquatic. aquatic and new foes. physics. Yeah, yeah. Which some detective work I had done on a different game led me to find out that basically the underwater levels are using all the same hit detections and possibly movements from Balloon Fight, which mm. makes a lot of sense if you think about it. Well, as someone who has never actually played Balloon Fight, uh, I, I wouldn't have noticed that. So, <laughs> Well, quick aside, Balloon Fight was made by the same guy who did was in charge of Mario 2. And okay. Before that, he was the one who made the Joust port or was working uh, on a Joust port, which is, I think, the lineage there of Joust to Balloon Fight yeah, to yeah. Underwater Level. Oh, I can see that because it is kind of like a flap you're doing in a way. Yeah, it is pretty much the same game. But, but that, you know, it should be said that that control stuck with the series, you know. 
It did. And so from any point on, when you are underwater, it does have that same uh, play control and style of gameplay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, World 3. Now, that is a nice change of pace because it's night. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it looked really cool the way it's uh, it, it, everything's lit up. Yeah. It, well, like the day, but it, the sky is dark. So. Exactly. And it definitely has a different feel. Like as soon as you get in, you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. It is a nice visual change of pace. Agreed. And and that's where you start getting a little more nuanced uh, in the geography of the levels, you know, like certain parts where you just have a short little bridge or these little zone areas where, I don't know, I just thought they were cool. Yeah, it helps uh, make all these worlds feel like different places. Yeah, yeah, totally. Especially, you know, for considering what they were working with in 85. So Exactly. Know. And also here, this is where you find the Hammer Brothers for the first time. Oh, world, okay, yeah. Bastards. And you know, as much as I hate them, I loved them. Like, I hated encountering them, <laughs> but they were my favorite enemy. Yeah, they're, I mean, yeah, I, I feel you there because you always wanted to throw that hammer, man. Yeah, and as a kid, I always thought they were so hard. Yeah, they're not. They're not that hard. No, no, going back, as you know, and it's easy to run past them for the most yeah, part. Yeah, my note here is run, run, run. If you just run, they are, they'll never hit you. Or if, if you have a fire flower, you're, you're golden for well, the that's, most part. But. That goes for most of the game. The end of the threes, you get a lot of jumping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, I have a note here that the the castle of World Three really ramps up the fireball arms of doom. That's what I that's what oh, I titled them. Fireball arms, okay. Fireball well, arms, you know, uh, your fire chains. Is that the with the huge one at the beginning? The first, yeah, the double length. Yeah, and it really uh, puts you on your toes. Yeah, you got to time your stuff right and. You know, that's another thing, too, to touch on with uh, that's kind of frustrating about the game as well. It does give you a lot to explore. You're on a timer, man, and that can bite you. You know, the, the later you get in the game, the longer the levels get, so the time becomes tighter. You know, like, uh, in a way, it kind of reminds me of, uh, like, in Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, how you're torn between, you know, the game, the... The game design simultaneously wants you to go real fast and also you know, mess around, explore, find some power-ups. So it's like yeah. there's a balancing act there. I definitely feel that. And uh, when you get close to time, the music picks up in pace. And yeah. As yeah. a kid, I was, was like, oh, no. I just have to run to the end right now. Yeah, which, again, like there are certain uh, points where, you know, you go up the there's stairs to the end of the flagpole, and, and those in themselves become more difficult where they'll have gaps missing or, you know, fire flower, uh, or not fire flowers, the piranha plant type. Yeah, something that's trying to get you. And, and it's like that music makes me want to run. You know, even though I'm right there, I know it's not going to take me 80 seconds to get to jump, but it's that like... That music makes you need to move. It's brilliant. Well, and since we're off on a tangent that involves the flagpole, what do you think is on that flag? I thought it was a turtle shell for the Koopas, right? Oh. I, I don't know if that's... I don't know where I got that from. Interesting, because what I actually wrote down was, is it a peace sign or a mushroom on the flag? Oh, yeah. Or a Mercedes symbol, maybe? Or <laughs> I think it's interesting that neither of those things that I said was a turtle shell. So uh, I, 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 guess, I guess the answer is neither to you i don't know i just i it's not something i ever really thought about i just always assumed that it was like you know they're the turtle people and those are the flags that you're lowering because that's the castle you're taking back but i made all that up on my own so i don't know as a child i thought it was a peace sign which makes little sense <laughs> and if it's a mushroom that makes the most sense yeah yeah since you are in the mushroom kingdom right right but who knows 
Um, I guess let's get back to some worlds here. Uh, World 4. Yeah, yeah. It is uh, where we first find, how do you say this guy's name? Lakitu? That's how I say it. Lakitu. I loved him. It's a cool idea for an enemy. I mean, I hate him when I have to fight him. Right, a lot but of it, times, it but. is it's so different, you know? And the cool thing is is that you can kill him, but yeah. he will come back. Yeah, after you get a you get a brief reprieve, you know, until he respawns. But it's uh you know, it's just cool to see him throwing enemies down. You know, it adds another level of like kind of existence to the world where it's like that's these guys come from somewhere. Some of them do, you know. Yeah, they don't just wander in from the, the right side of the screen. Yeah. And then four two is uh the next good underground level. Yeah, yeah. Which it's also the next warp uh, zone. It is the next well, warp right? zone. Uh, it's actually the home of the next two warp zones. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There's a warp to level five, and then there's the little the trickiest warp of all to get to, which takes you to levels six, seven, and eight. Yeah, where you have to. Uh, what five is just where you walk over the top at the end. Yeah, just like it's a, a repeat one, of two, the right? beginning and then the original. The warp. real one is where you have to get the vine. Yes, and what happens is you jump across a gap, and there's a block you can hit, but you don't want to hit it. Because yeah. if you do, it blocks you from activating the vine. Yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a clever uh, little puzzle there. They kind of exactly. So it it takes a little uh, trickery, but if you get it, then you can pop right to eight and then start your way down that road. But if you go through it and don't take any of the warps, you get to four three, which is uh, I don't know if it's the the first time we see those scale platforms, but it is like a nightmare jumping level. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty tough. We've seen dropping ones before, and you know, those are usually in the threes. You know, gotcha. the, yeah, it yeah. seems like the the mushroom style. You know, uh, yeah, the levels. more the the more dangerous jumpy levels, as I would call them. Is this uh, is four three the level where you can jump over the flagpole at the end with the, you know, where there isn't like so much of a, a ladder, but there's one of those uh, I think so pulley systems, and if you can. You stand on the one on the left as the right one starts rising, and if you can time it just right, you can jump over the flagpole, which is was always a goal, you know, of mine as a kid. But once you actually do it, it's very, very anticlimactic. Nothing, yeah, very you, you get nothing. But World Five is a nice break after the hardness of uh, four three, and then it's dungeon mm-hmm. four four, the castle. Let's just say, not, I call everything a dungeon. And uh, I always thought of like one two as dungeons. And yeah. Then, uh, I just have a bad habit of always referring to the final levels of things as dungeons. So. Oh, right, right. But it's not too rough. And no, no. get to 5-2, that's when they throw a million Hammer Brothers at you. Is that the first of the, the that's Hammer like, Onslaught? Yeah, it is Hammer Brother City, dude. You think you were at like a spring break with all the bros. Around. <laughs> um, Hammer time. And then 5-3 is the same thing, but with Bullet Bills. It's the first right, time you right. get like, I uh, just... So many on screen that as a kid, you're like, what do I do here? Yeah, it's weird. Sometimes I would try to find ones coming, you know, from the left. And then it's like, if you can follow it, so none will keep spawning, you yeah. know, and try to milk that a little bit. But it's not too terrible. It just requires a lot of jumping. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, pretty much all the levels, you know, so far and again, until eight, you know, I, you know, yeah. when you continue, you get three men. And when it become like my quest to master this world in three lives. You know, and keep starting over from, you know, like in this case, it'd be 5-1. You know, this was the first one I hit a snag, but it's like you can just, you know, it's not that hard to, to learn the levels in, in three or so lives. And then one continue, you can make it to the next one and then, you know, keep moving on from there. 
Well, that brings us to World 6, another night level. Yeah, yeah. I think visually my favorite. Is this the, the all white? Yes. You know what I'm... I always... We kind of we were jokingly referred to it as like the snow level, you know, where it's like dark out, but it's like the blocks are all like yes. white and gray, you know. Yes, it is night again, which is my, I think this is my favorite look of the levels. Uh-huh. And Lakitu is back. Then six two is level chock full of piranha plants. All right, and, and the then pipes that gets us to six three, and that is what I call the scary level. Oh, is that the all all gray? It is, yeah. Uh, why is it all like gray? Like to me, I was like, "Have we died? Is this?" Yeah, I don't know. What is the... this the de- <laughs> like? I was, I couldn't. It was always extra freaky to me as a kid. I always thought it was like I was like, maybe this is supposed to be ice or snow, but it's not slippery. And I mean, I think this might even predate that uh, trope in video games. And... Right. To me, it was like, oh, you've entered nightmare land. Right. Everything's well, backwards. That's a fair. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> so another standard. Yeah. Castle. I. I, I yeah. The is, castles, is there's seven, not a lot of variation in the castles, to be honest well, with is, you. Is 7-4 the first one where you start to get the maze section? Yeah, so let's get to the sevens here. Uh, World 7 is nice because it is bright and happy again. Like right. Uh, but if you thought there were a lot of bullet bills before, I'm sorry. Because yeah. now <laughs> it is non-stop bullet bill action. You make it through there, 7-2, back underwater again. You know... I love that level. Lots going on there. Tons of bloopers. Yeah, I hate those guys. They're although I don't know if it works when you're Super Mario, but if you just walk on the bottom, they can't hurt you. Really? They'll always jump back up before. I know it works if you're normal Mario, but and if you can make it into any of the water levels with a uh, fire flower. Oh yeah, then yeah. you're just a god, a god among fish. Yeah, those you can slay them all. Seven three, you're uh, on a on a bridge. Oh yeah, we didn't. This is we didn't really talk about the bridge levels, but there's, yeah, I missed it on my notes somewhere. Well, th- there's a couple. I got back on the bridge. Yeah, there, so there, yeah. There's a couple levels where you were on a, like a bridge running, and there are fish that jump out. Yeah, they. they oh yeah, cheap, that's cheap, what the word so. fish fish was here on two three. Oh, two three wow. was our first bridge <laughs> level fish. Um, so yeah, uh, just you know, lots and lots of fish, just running as fast as you can. Yeah, they're all jumping up at you from below. And then, as you said, 7-4 is the first castle where there's a little curveball. Yeah. They've all been fairly easy. Or at least straightforward. Straightforward. Let me rephrase that. Maybe not easy, but straightforward. You're always just going to the right. You're just dodging the fireballs, jumping over the arms of death. Yeah. But in 7-4, this castle has a trick. Yeah. It, it starts to, uh, it gives you like three choices, kind of like an upper, middle, and lower kind of passageway as you're moving right and if you choose the wrong one or in the, or in the wrong order then it just, just you're back to the beginning it's a loop you, it repeats and repeats and the first time i ran into this i did not know what was going on i thought it was an endless thing or you know it, when you were it, a kid yeah yeah it blew my mind like where i was like this is this game's broken or you know I, <laughs> right and i think as a kid i just brute forced my way through it yeah you can't i've it, but, but I, again this is where the timer bites you because if you if you uh, spend too much time there, you'll you'll just die. It's true, but when you go through the correct path, you do get an audible ding. Yeah, yeah. So you can figure it out without wasting too much time. Uh, and if you've got a post-it note handy, the order is bottom, middle, top, top, middle, top, 
ding. <laughs> so just do that and you'll be you'll be fine. You get through that and then you get to world eight. And my first note for world eight is it's on. Yeah. There nobody's pulling punches now. Yeah, I mean right off the bat, it's not insane. You're like, okay, I got this. Yeah, but it is it is constant. Yeah, and indeed. And um it's all about tricky jumps. Yeah, yeah, they they have clearly mapped out your exact arcs and are intending for you to, you know, you got to know it. I don't find the enemies to be that, you know, I don't die from the enemies. Yeah, yeah. In these levels. It's not that bad. It's always the jumps. Yeah, yeah, or certain, you know, yeah, it pretty much is. You're right. I jumps. mean, if it's not a jump, it's me falling because of my, right. you know, missing a jump. So you get through 8-1, you find 8-2. 8-2 with lack of 2. Yeah, at the very beginning. Right off the bat. Um, this is one of the levels I played the most. Um, I kept getting... Su- because there is a one-up not too far from the beginning. So, you know, you kill... You can jump on Lakitu because you have, like... You know, there's some ledges up there that are pretty close. that yeah. involves some patience to lure him up while not getting killed. And then you can get that one-up and then... So essentially, the loop. Yeah, and then you can, as long as you don't die before you get that one up, you can keep playing this one level forever. So I spent a lot of time doing that on my uh, on the playthrough. Yeah, and so you've got Lakitu throwing the little spiky guys. You've got a lot of bullet bills flying around. Mm-hmm. The one part that kills me in eight two is when you have the pipe, and then mm-hmm. space brick space brick yes long yes. space I, you have to get the jump and it's like if you're not already moving like it's really hard to get the run right to yeah. where you won't you have to run over both those blocks but if you're not going fast enough already you'll just fall and yeah that is the that's the one jump that man it just sucks I, I don't even know at this point if the jump is as hard as i think it is but the stress when i get right to it where i'm like ah, oh, i know this is coming even the one that has you know where you have to make the running jump onto the single Platform. I find that one much easier. Yeah, I, I didn't die on that one. And that's the one I remembered from being a cure. I was like, man, there's that one jump that you can only hit the single. And then that's no problem. But this crap No, here. because it's <laughs> literally at the end of your long jump arc. Like, if you are just doing everything at full force, you will land on that block. Right, right. But the, you the have to watch one. it because you can slide off if you're, you know. Yes. That's indeed. why I usually jump every time I land. Like, and then, yeah. Right up. Then 8-3, it's kind of... Easy at first. It lulls you into a false sense of security. Yeah, but the Hammer Brothers are back. Oh, they are back and badder than ever. <laughs> I have it written down as a full-on three-keg Hammer Bro party. Yeah, it's uh, it's they. Uh, there's like, what, four or five pairs? Uh... Well, it's just they're staggered in a way that it just feels like there's always an avalanche of hammers flying. Yeah, the... This level is where, when I finally beat this uh, game recently, this was where I was able to really do it because I didn't realize at first. But there's at least there might be three mushrooms in this level. Okay. Which, yeah, the power ups are pretty hard to come by in all of levels. You know, uh, world eight. You know, one, two, and three. But if you can get you can get a fire flower relatively early in the level, and then it's just cake. And if you have that fire flower and you make it through the level, that helps. Because there are, yeah, well, we'll get there in level 8-4. But. Well, like you said, I know what you're about to say. When you get to 8-4, what I like to call the creepy castle, yeah. it is the final castle. Yeah, It's yeah. the big castle. And like you were going to say, what's creepy about it is it's got Goombas in it. 
Yeah, yeah. Another enemies. What we what we forgot to say maybe before is that even though the castles have all those other things in it, like the fire and all that stuff, there aren't enemies in them. It's just you, not traditional enemies from right, the other levels, right. you know. But this one has the enemies yeah. from the other levels in it, and this, they should not be there. And uh, what it doesn't have is any power-ups. No, not a single one. And I feel like it's got what I call FU coins, where there's like five coins in the level. You know, one at its, you know, like, oh, come on, man. Like, they're teasing you. Like, yeah, you'll get that extra man. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, one day. Now, um, you have in this one a pipe maze instead of the maze you would find in the seven. Yeah, which is a lot easier. I mean, well, I maybe not to figure it out, but I actually still remembered. From, I wrote that. I remembered it too, yeah. Yeah, where it's like you just take the one after the, the red fire water. Exactly. Or, then you also get castle water. Yeah, yeah. You get water in a castle. Like yeah. this castle is breaking all the rules. Yeah, once you go, that, which is by far to me the hardest part of the level. Like, the water part? Yeah. I mean, I could get there. I mean, the maze part is, is really nothing once you know what you're doing and, you know, that part, as a kid, blew my mind. Like, every time, I would always forget. Like, yeah, you're and like, then I'm like, oh, oh shit. water! You know, uh, and it's even got the water music. You yeah, know? yeah. So, then, another Bowser battle. The real Bowser. Yeah, yeah. Not harder than the other Bowsers. No, I mean, well, when did they start throwing hammers? It's not, you know, what, level six? Yeah. World six, maybe? But, you know, they really chuck hammers fast. and They know. do, they do. And for me... Most of these guys, it's not ever about having a, a fire flower to you defeat them. You just have the mushroom. It's or... just running underneath them. Yeah, yeah. Or taking that hit and running underneath them. It, which <laughs> I mean, again, it's it's that that's the real challenge of eight is like getting there. If you can get a hit, you can just run through and end the game. Yeah. I was lucky enough to get there and kill them with fireballs. Wow, v- very rewarding and worth five thousand points. Nice. And then you get through that door, and you find the real princess. The real disgusting princess her sprite is not the best <laughs> no it's i mean there's not much to work with but i think if you compare it to princess zelda you know who the real fox is i don't know you know by super mario brothers 2 they yeah. definitely made the princess look a lot better that's true you save the princess and she uh exclaims thank you mario your quest is over we present you a new quest and if for you, free for free and if you uh start that quest you will be surprised to find uh, different enemies. Yeah, the, all the like turtles are turned into buzzy beetles, and like, yeah, I mean harder enemies right off the bat. I, I, no, I think the goombas are turned into the the beetles. Oh right, it, it's the same maps though, right? Uh, same maps, just different enemies. I never really, I putzed around with it as a kid a little, but I was like, my, if I just beat this game, I'm done. Man. Right, <laughs> I mean it is. Yeah, if I went through that, I'm not playing anymore. I'm just gonna take my victory and enjoy it. Although, also, after you beat it, you can select the level you play by pressing, I think, A or B. And it, like, cycles through, and then you press start, I think, um, at the title screen. Again, I never really messed with it, but, I mean, like I said, because, like I said, after this, I'm done. We should uh, put a little shout-out to some of the glitches and tricks. There's the infamous Minus World trick that you can do where... At the end of uh, one two, uh, where you're you're about to go up into the pipe, you can. There, it's a weird trick where you can you don't break the block directly next to the pipe, but the the two to the left of it, and then you can kind of jump and duck in midair in this weird way and crouch under the block without breaking it, and it's it slides you through the wall. It's really weird, and uh, then you'll get to the 
you know, this is the same area with the uh, first warp zone, and you'll see the three pipes. And if you take the left or right one, you go to the minus world. And if you take the middle pipe, it warps you to level 5-1. Interesting. Which is a sucky warp because you can't warp. You, you're now past the second warp in 4-2, so I don't know. But the minus world is basically an endless underwater glitch world that you can keep playing, and then you get to the end, you go into a pipe, and it just starts you back over. So. Hmm. I've never encountered this minus world. I, really? I mean, it's just like... I mean, I've encountered oh, it. Okay. I've heard of it, but I myself have never... Uh, I remember checking it out it. as a kid, and we were like, this is awesome, and then eh, it's not really that now, great. But. what about the uh, infamous Infinite Lives trick? Yeah, on, uh, I think 3-1 is yeah. the, the level where I spent a lot of time... You find yourself uh, at the stairs... Yeah, at the end, the the block stairs. And you grab yourself uh, the Koopa that's yeah, rolling along. There's two turtles coming down, and you know, I, I even checked online to be like, man, I, I could I always had trouble with it as a kid, so I never really did it. But. I never could pull it off as a kid. And then I thought, well, I'm obviously better now. I'll do it now. Yeah. And I did not. No. I, did, I did not pull it off. I spent probably an hour trying to do this like you know I, I couldn't do it in the real game so i tried emulating and i was like i'm just gonna save state right there until i can get it right and i never did i i it was so frustrating like yeah uh, i i always wanted to be able to do it and i remember reading about the trick as a kid but it's not something i could ever ever uh recreate on my own no i mean i had some friends who could do i guess semi-regularly I, I remember you know seeing it where you know you get past what 99 lives and you start getting weird symbols and like hexadecimal stuff and i guess i never I, was never I lucky enough have, i have no idea of it you know it's not that great and there's also the small and fiery trick you can do where at the end of a, a castle level if you touch the key slash battle axe depending uh as you know you have to be big uh-huh and it's like you, when you get that, you want to touch Bowser's head with your other foot, kind of, to where it hits you as you. All right, so you're achieving the goal of ending the level while getting hit by Bowser. Right, right. As the the bridge as, starts yeah. rolling away, and then uh, you'll hear the hit sound, but you won't shrink. You'll still be big. Uh-huh. And then you go to the next level, and you can get a mushroom, which is weird because you're already big. And then when you collect that, it turns you into. You shrink, and you're a fiery Mario. That's amazing. And it, you can... This, I remember... I think I learned about this from the Nintendo uh, Power Serial Power System or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then well, they had their lame hints. And I remember doing it again as a kid, but once you get there, it's not that hot. Like, you're just small, and you, you, you turn... You turn into Super Mario or Fiery Mario for a second after you fire, and then you're small again. So I bet that glitch is pro- is possibly a remnant of the fact that this game was actually designed and started to be programmed with only small Mario in mind. Mm. Like large Mario came right. into the, the the game after it had been worked on for quite a while. So that's, I think, where some of those decisions and some of those weird places come from. Oh, right. Yeah, well, that makes sense. And I just I also discovered an interesting thing, which is not actually a, an in-game glitch, really, but there is a way that... Uh, Using a ROM hack, someone found out that if you put a flagpole at the end of World 8-4, uh-huh. and you can take that, and it treats the U.S. beating the level. So, uh, flag, you know, castles always take you to the next world, and when you do a flagpole, it takes you to the next uh, level. 
And, you know, that'll work fine if you put extra flagpoles or whatever in all the levels. But if you do it on the World 8.4, it takes you to 8.5, hmm. where the computer starts generating these weird... It, it, I don't know. Uh, it, it was they're actually quite frightening. Uh, all the colors are weird. There's weird like underwater levels that are underwater kind of copies. Of, you, you saw this with your own eyes. Yeah, you uh, on YouTube. I didn't okay. do it. I'm not wrong. <laughs> but I mean, and you know, the pipes are all like red and blue in certain levels. That's pretty dark. Pretty crazy. It is, and you can get all the way up to level eight nine where it cuts you off because the, that level starts. It's just a black pit that you're falling. And you have two seconds, I think, on your timer before it just you die, and that's it. Like, wow, so, yeah, it was a. I mean, that's that something is, worth just watching to check it out. It's it's a. It sounds like some very existential Mario stuff. It is, man. It's it's deep. Once you're past the end of the world, things start getting strange. That's right, man. You're in the upside down until there's nothing left. It is. It's a. It's it's crazy. What, do you have anything else there, Nick? Uh, no, that's 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 all she wrote. I think that brings us to our review of the game. Let's begin with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this a four. A four, really? Okay. Um, yes, because mainly for the sound. Uh, yeah. The graphics are good. I mean, they were a touchstone. They were the first time I saw larger sprites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, characters that were more than one block. The characters are all very distinct. You can tell them all from each other, and their designs are iconic enough that they mm -hmm. lasted for no, that's many, true. many years. But what really pushed it to a four for me was that was is the sound. The music is so well made, so catchy. Some of the best. And the sound effects are just spot on. Yeah, I gave it a three because uh, I thought the you know the graphics are definitely not bad in any way. They're you know kind of uh, the actual quality of it. You know the sprites and stuff are about average. I would say for you know 85, 86, whenever you know, especially for a home system. But uh, you know it's uh, it's really the music that pulls it through for me. You know, yeah, that, as was for me. The sounds are good and and but. The, and for the music, it's less the quality of the sound as the composition, you know? Like, that's some of the catchiest, greatest music that almost no one can forget, so... Now, what do you have for play control, sir? Okay. I gave it a 2.5. And I actually wrote down here, I was like, the jump is not as good as I remembered. I, I had a lot of trouble at first adjusting back to where, you know, over the years, Mario's jump has become more refined. And I always remembered this as a, as a milestone. You know, that jump was perfect. And then when I go back, I realize I'm like, it, I hadn't really played this after I played other games uh -huh. since it came so early. You know, so I don't, I, I, I knocked it, you know, a little bit, but I, I, I just don't, uh, it, it's tough to get that, uh, the inertia down when you're jumping, I think. But, well, I gave it a four, uh, <laughs> and I put it, the play control's almost perfect. Really? Um, you are forward. You know, it just came right back to me. My son was watching me play, and it felt real good because he said to me uh, something along the lines of, how do you make it look so easy? <laughs> and I'm, I've played this game so much as a, as a kid, and yes, Mario's moveset has evolved with the various games. Mm-hmm. But the jump in this game feels so good, and there's just the right amount of slide. To me, the way Mario moves in this game is is near perfect for an 8-bit 
8-bit platformer. Well, I, I just, uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I think I understand part of the difference here, and, you know, we'll get there when we talk about Mario 2, but this jump reminds me of Luigi's jump in mm-hmm. Mario 2. There's this there's this floaty, you know, I don't know. It's yeah, just and not I think my... you know how I feel about Mario 2's Luigi. <laughs> and now we have the challenge factor. I gave it a 4. I also gave it a 4. Uh, it's not too hard. No. Until World 8. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. World Eight is where it really. And then it's really hard. Yeah, and uh, you know it does a good job of ramping up, and you know not hitting you with anything you're really unprepared True. for. But I, think... I mean, there are our spots all through the game that are instant death. Now, I would say that if you're playing without the control or the continue uh, trick, then I would give it like a ten or something because there's no way that's I, that's that's exactly what I was thinking until I remembered <laughs> that I was like, how am I gonna do this? Finally, we have theme and fun. Nick, I gave I gave it a three point five. Um, I think it's uh, you know the running, the jumping, it's all great. Uh, I've, my favorite part is always exploring, breaking blocks, finding secrets, right? But mm-hmm. the problem is, is that it is kind of uh, opposed by the timer, which I'm not a fan of. So that kind of makes it a you know I I still think it's a good game and it's fun, but it's like man, if it didn't have a timer, then I I mean. I would, I, I guess, I would enjoy it a lot more, but it really pulls you in two directions, I think. And I think that timer is one of those things that is also an arcade, arcade holdover. Yeah, yeah. Which again, you know, I can see it in the arcade. You're trying to keep people pumping it, you know. But I already paid my sixty bucks or whatever that uh, Mario Brothers cartridge cost, so I shouldn't have to deal with it. Now, I gave it a three point five. Also, each of the worlds feel distinct. They feel like a different world. Uh, there's yeah. lots of different things going on. There's so many different types of places to jump and run through ways to play this game so the theme while not consistent in i don't know what a mushroom kingdom is right right. each of the worlds feels distinct and there's enough things going on different amongst all the different levels that you feel like you're traveling uh yeah and as far as fun's concerned this was it this was the game that that made you want to play a video game all day long if you examine the this game, you know, compared to everything else that was out at the time, especially on home consoles, like it's head and shoulders above the rest. You know, this was, you know, it doesn't look like it now, but it was a technical marvel, you know, like. And truly was, which I guess uh, brings us to our final question. Nick, should you play this game? Uh, see, I'm on the fence. I, I want to say yes, because it's, uh, you know, it's a gaming milestone and, and it is, it's not a bad game, but it is a rough game, man. And, and I just wonder, you know, like, I feel like you could, you know, it's fun to go back and see where it started, I guess. And, you know, with well, warps, you can get through it, but that's why I said yes, because this is the definitive beginning of modern gaming to me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This was the beginning of games I wanted to play and replay and play for hours. It's maybe not one of those games you can go back and do that with now, but it's a game I think everyone should experience. Yeah, I, I mean, I just uh, I just wonder, you know, even for me, you know, I don't have a lot of nostalgia. For, I mean, I do in a way for this game, but even as a kid, like, I know I wasn't like... I, I don't, I don't Nick, you gotta call it. Yes or no? All right, I'll say yes, but right. don't expect to have a ton of fun. That's all I'm warning you, because it's tough. It is tough, but it is totally worth your time. Next week's game will be Super C. 
And remember, folks, if there's anything big we missed or things we got wrong, kindly let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we might address it in the future. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on Twitter at cartcommand, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! Couldn't wait like the four seconds. I didn't. I, I, I was like, I put my headphones, took my headphones off. <laughs> <laughs>